this week's bonus episode of the Lennon Courtney podcast. In the main episode this week, we talked about the Thinking Woman's Guide to Spinning Plates. We talked all about prioritising and how we can make time for things we value most. Linda Barry, joining us all the way from London. You're a career advisory consultant, so there's nothing you don't know about the issue of split, spinning plates. Um, we, we had a question for you to, to kick this off. This issue of trying to manage all the various roles and parts, is it a predominantly female problem? So I don't always lean on just uh, being a female situation because I think that a lot of males are coming to the fore of, you know, the coming up against having to juggle lots of different things. But of course, in terms of legacy and people's focus on it, it has been predominantly female because of their different um, feature around having to be flexible and having to maybe be the person who has had to go home and collect the kids or obviously be the person who has to um, give birth to the child and all that goes with, with no, that. Yeah. But I think, <laughs> <laughs> I think as time has gone on, um, you know, the male counterpart has definitely played a bigger role and is definitely coming to the table in terms of cooking the meals and collecting the kids in terms of my clients you know I have a client who says to me I can only make it this time because I have to collect the kids which is actually a lovely email to be getting so I do think that sometimes it can be a myth and things that can be passed down generation to generation but in fairness I do think the balancing act is definitely coming into play and the roles are um, being balanced out a bit more which is great to see so I wouldn't say it's the future just going to be female but it's definitely been something we've seen in, in history. I, I kind of accepted, and I'm gay, I was uh, not good at multi, and I kind of still think I'm not good at watching more than one pot. I, I But I've allowed that to be about focus, right? So I, I don't like cooking a roast dinner, for example, because there's too many th- variables. I have to write down the timing and, and, and my brain is a bit too precise. I love cooking a soup, everything in one pot. So you know I'm a one pot mm. kind of person, which brings me back to my internal belief system that I can't multitask. Can I? I wouldn't necessarily say that I'm an amazing multitasker in terms of cooking either. And my mom's a chef, so that just makes it even worse. So I think it's really about sometimes what is the story we're telling ourselves? And I know this is saturated on Instagram and everywhere. And during COVID, we're like, oh, now everyone's telling us what we should be talking to ourselves about and how we're you know, conditioned and all that. However, I do think no matter what it is, if you put your mind to it and if you have a template to work off, you could actually be the person who is the multitasker. So for me, for example, a lot of people growing up may have told me that my sense of direction wasn't brilliant. Um, so then I remember going to London with my cousins and this was the the general consensus. So I then was put under pressure and felt the pressure of having to be brilliant at directions. But actually, because I'd lived in this sense of, well, it's OK because everyone's maybe told me or it's been thought of that I'm not exactly great at directions, that I don't have to play the role. But then when I had to fend for myself and actually just do it individually, then I became someone who can navigate. So I think it's about, you know, being mindful about what you're listening to, what people are saying to you and just maybe work on if it's something you're interested or curious about seeing whether you're a multitasker or not. Maybe just figure it out and see and test the water a bit. So that's that's a look at the gender side of things. But what we, what we were not but, but and what we were talking about was interestingly is my my sisters for example you know I hear chatter now it's kind of dissipating again what you're saying but 
you, the woman with her yoga mat and her four kids already in school by you know and and the lunch is done and she gets the yoga before she goes to work to, to be a supreme court judge right and they're like how does that bitch do it you know they're just like so what is that i mean is that a misconception can you spin all those plates you know or do you need support i think it's just to have to so again it's it's either learned behavior or you know i work i'm working with a client at the moment and she is just absolutely methodical it's just her disposition so it's not to take it personally and I think it's also about being okay if you're not that person obviously you can get a template going as I say and and work to it as best you can but you just may not naturally be that person so for instance when I was working with a client he was being told in a performance review that he was a perfectionist and it was affecting his time management and he was really saying you know how do I change as a person for this role he was kind of thinking of changing career anyway but actually I said to him have you ever thought about looking for a role that needs a perfectionist and that changed his mind frame and his headspace totally because he said oh I never thought of actually going into a role and using it as an advantage so I don't think it's really about you know you either want to be better at that or not and you can go and do something about it but I don't think it's something you should you know um, beat yourself up about if it's not because everyone can work it out to their level and and I think you know we all have great intentions to do things in a certain way and to manage everything. But the 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 sad truth is that life gets in the way and even the best made plans, you know, can be corrupted by real life. So mm. I think it's as well to to be to, to kind of carry a bit of forgiveness <laughs> for when it doesn't work and, and to I think to share that as well, because, you know, funny, one of the episodes that we're going to be doing shortly is on roles are our roles within our different groups and who we are to other people and to ourselves within those groups and i think you know sometimes we've talked a lot about kind of performative behavior that we want to be seen to be brilliant even if we're kind of floundering in private um and and i think is do you think that there's kind of um an an encouragement required for people to 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 share that it's not all perfect as well because that that feeds into this idea that you have to be doing everything all the time 100% and this comes up all the time in interviews and people come to me they come in maybe a little apologetic even when they hand over their cv and say I'm really sorry and I'm saying are you sorry for your experience like look let's look at it at what you can leverage so if you don't like your experience or you don't like your role you can still use it to get you to where you want to get to of course with consideration but this really comes up in interviews because a lot of people, even the employer, puts on an puts on an act in the interview or can do by accident, where they're nervous because they're under pressure to hire the right person, and then the person is nervous because they need to be something they don't actually know what it actually is. So when I work with people for their interview preparation, I really am like, what is your competitive advantage? And people forget that their competitive advantage is being authentic, and it, particularly when they're asked about the weakness question or where do you see as an area of improvement, they think they have to come up with some you know well I haven't climbed Mount Everest yet but I promise I will instead of you know what I actually used to be poor at time management and it's something that bothered me so here's what I'm doing to rectify it because I'm a real person people like to hire real people and I think people are afraid of being real when actually that's your competitive advantage and your selling point now of course if you're saying you know I don't care about being late and, you know, I don't mind wasting people's time. That's a whole different picture. So it's also how you deliver it and frame it. But I would rather and remember someone more if they were real, someone who came in putting on an act because I'm like, I still don't know who I'm hiring. 
So imagine you're in that situation where you're saying, I used to be really bad at time management, but now I have a system. Linda, what's the system? (laughs) (laughs) So the system with anything, I'm very passionate about depending on what your relationship is with that thing. So for me, during COVID, I was all about, you know, doing the hit work at home. And I thought, like, why am I doing this all of a sudden very consistently? Okay, I was at home and may not have had much to do. But I also changed the relationship with, like, why I was doing it. So instead of looking at it as, okay, I want to, you know, change the aesthetics or whatever, I was like, God, I'm actually really enjoying having a consistent routine and feeling stronger. So with time management, a lot of people think okay I'm either good or bad at it and they sit in that seat whereas instead if you were like I actually don't enjoy the feeling of rushing to that meeting or I don't enjoy the feeling of having to apologize to someone or have to go into work and be like sorry I'm late again so if you change and feel like I actually don't want to feel that way anymore you'll change your system so you'll change the before the context of what you're doing to make sure that you don't that you're not late and to make sure that you better prepare not to be late so it's really about planning ahead I know that's hard for some people because things unpredictable come up maybe you lose the keys or your wallet but just giving yourself and saying okay if I am going to lose the keys or wallet if something crops up or a train is delayed or I'm just finishing a deadline and won't make that meeting just really giving yourself the room and the space and the time to be late or to to be on time so it's about putting those kind of um I guess the template and the infrastructure in your in place I in my I learned I've learned something so I lived between London and Dublin for years for 25 years remember and I always say I get six things done in Dublin in the day and I get three things done in London in the day because it's vaster it's harder to get across you you spend more time commuting blah 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 and I got kind of I was like well, that's a bit mad why is that like that when and and since the great resignation since covid and all the movement aside I actually remove things from my diary now to give me the space between so that like that I'm not killing and I'm not giving the one thing I have to do that day. The full, it's my full attention and I can enjoy it. So, but that's only come with experience, you know, of, of rushing yeah. into, into rooms going, sorry, I'm late. I was always late from, from my 20s into my 30s. Literally, my always late. Like, it just drive me mad. No, I'm, I'm not. I'm really yeah. I'm trying again. And it's kind of something you can pick up, like, um, <laughs> forgive the, the family member, but, you know, we in my home, some people would have been late. So then... You know, it's not it's not something people do on purpose. You are. (laughs) (laughs) We know who you are. No, not charming names. But you know, it's some like some people are late and some people are not. Some people are good at multitasking, some people are not. And again, it's not to beat yourself up and remain that person. If you want to change it, as you've done, uh, Brendan, is you've actually changed it so that you've you've said, okay, this last few times I was overbooking myself, I'm not going to do that anymore. So again, you've changed how you want to play out your day so that you don't feel those feelings of being overwhelmed or, you know, late or all that. So it's about learning about what hasn't worked for you and then putting in, you know, better infrastructure in place. Now, that's obviously lovely in words. Actions can be different. We've learned, and you're really good at it, but I've learned that we both just completed a master's study, right? And to actually percolate the ideas, you actually need to sit with them for more than a few days. You actually need to go away and just give your head space. And when something comes after a bit of space, you, the value you get out of that realization that, oh, well, if I give my brain a bit of space, I'll get great results for my for the answers I need. That's really helped me as well. Kind of mm. pull back from things, consider it, 
you get much better results. It's kind of the power of reflection yeah, and assimilation. It. And 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 the other thing is, I think, you know, there is a great tendency. Everybody is so busy. There's a great tendency to overfill our days anyway. But, you know, we, we, we speak about the four Ds, you know, death, divorce, disease, debt, any of those things come into play and it knocks your entire schedule out, you know, and it's almost like... Yeah. You nearly have to legislate for those disruptors from the get go, so that you can yeah. so that you can create solutions for yourself. But it just shows you that obviously a lot of those are unfortunate situations. But it shows you that, and COVID as well, when something drastic happens, we can actually move, you know, the goalposts. Now, obviously, that in a day to day basis or in an hourly basis, or if you're dealing with a tough manager, like we have to be real to the circumstance. But there are ways of saying, OK, if I had to change my time frame or if I had to do things differently, why would I wait until something catastrophic happens? Why don't I try and put that in place in the day to day and make sure that at least I get some ripple effect or a bit of a change? Yeah. Linda, we're going to put your um, your handles up on this. Um, God, I could listen to you all day. I know there's tons in <laughs> No. Is it just the voice or the content? <laughs> Both. Both. It's your life. I've got that. I've got the Ryanair flu. Got that. Does anyone get that flu when you get a Ryanair flight and you come off and you got a flu? Oh. <laughs> well, look, we'll put your we'll put your handles up on the podcast. And thank you Amazing. so much for taking the time to talk to us today. Thank you, Linda. Thank you.